Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm with you for the next hour. I invite you to call in at 303-690-3000 for your questions and for your prayer requests. And I know that you're used to hearing Pastor Ed on Thursdays, and I'm filling in for him today. And love for you to be able to call and um, love to talk to you. Always a privilege when I get a chance to host, which is usually on Mondays and Tuesdays. But once in a while, uh, I fill in uh, when there's a need, and he fills in for me like he did last week. And so, so blessed to be with you. So um, glad to be with you on this Thursday. It is the 11th of January as we make our way through the month of January, well into the new year. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. So you heard that number, all open lines right now. Call early because sometimes the lines fill up and want to be able to just encourage you, pray with you, um, search the scriptures together. This is what makes Calvary like so unique. It's such a blessing for us to be together. So welcome um, on this Thursday. Again, Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. 303-690-3000 is that calling number. All open lines. Give me a call and love to talk to you, answer your questions, and to pray for you. There's another way, as most of you know, uh, but maybe perhaps somebody's new to Calvary Live. Uh, We welcome you if you are. Um, there's another way for you to be able to communicate a question or a prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line, a different number, 720-336-0897. Put those two numbers in your contact under Calvary Live, and you can pull it up and you can call us. And that's what I'd really like to do is just talk to you and have that conversation with you. And then the text line, though, is available for you as well. So we got phone lines starting to already... Um, Ring and and we'll go to the phone lines in just a minute. But I do want to uh, let you know that uh, and say hello to those of you listening live on Grace FM two signals along the Front Range in Colorado and up in the Southern Wyoming, and then also Radio by Grace seventy three signals uh, throughout the country. Welcome, uh, you two are listening live on this Thursday. And then those of you online, I don't want to forget about the online listeners because that audience is growing. So anywhere in the United States, uh, you can call it 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. And then those uh, radio networks that are are week-delayed, we want to welcome Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast, uh, Higher Rock Radio in Idaho, Meridian, Living Water Radio in Corpus Christi, Texas. Hopefully it's a little warmer down there in Texas. And then the Way Radio in Kingman, Arizona. Arizona's been getting a lot of rain. Hey, just real quick, um, as um, Kingman is now live, well, that's good. I just found that out. Thanks for letting me know. Um, But Kingman, Arizona, you're listening on this Thursday, the 11th of January. 
welcome, and uh, so glad that you've joined the Calvary Life family. Um, I do want to, real quick before we go to phone lines, is that uh, we have, for much of the country, and certainly for Colorado, uh, some extreme cold weather coming in, and uh, we're going to pray about that. There's a prayer request that came in to me before uh, the show, praying for those who are out in the weather. Uh, but just take precautions. There's going to be uh, sub-zero temperatures, uh, not only here in Colorado, but much of the country as this p- polar vortex comes uh, in, uh, and it can cause problems. We want to pray for those who perhaps uh, there's very much a concern for those who are homeless, uh, those first responders that are out in it. Um, it, it creates problems in pipes freezing, uh, traveling, there's snow. So just uh, be careful. Uh, those of you in Colorado here, uh, it's a holiday weekend coming up as we honor Dr. King uh, for Martin Luther King Day. Um, many people go up skiing in Colorado, a lot of fresh, fresh uh, powder that's coming up, but a lot of snow. Be careful of the avalanches, the warnings, uh, the winter storm advisories that are out there. Take your time and um, and just be careful wherever you're at. And Father, we do. We just pray for those who are going to be out in this weather. Um, we pray for those who are homeless, uh, Lord, that um, how difficult it is for them anyway. Uh, but we pray that they would be able to find a shelter and uh, that you would just uh, provide that housing for them where they can be warm. And then also, we also pray for our first responders that are out in this cold that are going to be on the icy roads, that are going to be out um, keeping our community safe. Firefighters, there can be a lot of problems with trying, if there's a fire, you know, with uh, water freezing up in their hoses and things. So we just pray for your hand to be upon them. And everyone who's traveling and out and about, um, we just pray for your hand of protection and blessing and provision, Lord, and help us get through this cold weather that we're about ready to enter into. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. Got one open line, text line 720-336-0897. And we are here to minister to you and talk with you and pray with you. And let's begin by going to Denver with Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. You staying warm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. What do you have for me? So I just have a question. Um, I have been reading First Samuel, and um, in chapter 16, when it talks about Saul um, after David gets anointed, and an evil spirit from the Lord is put on Saul. And my question is just like, is this a demonic spirit? And then kind of part B is, can this still happen today? Like, could a believer um, reject faith, reject the Lord, and the Holy Spirit be taken from them? Well, you're yeah, you're asking a question. Let's start with what's in Samuel there. Is, is, um, as Saul was the king, he was anointed the king, and he had rebelled against the Lord. And it was Samuel that said, because you have done this wicked thing, uh, obviously he wasn't right with the Lord, his heart wasn't right with the Lord, that the Lord's going to anoint another one that has a heart after him. And that, of course, would be David. So in First Samuel chapter 16, as David is anointed the king, a distressing spirit comes upon Saul. So I think what you're seeing there is that Saul opened himself up 
to this distressing spirit, this demonic spirit uh, that came upon him. And of course, Saul, he was one that he turned inwardly. There's always a debate about, you know, was Saul saved? Was he not saved? Uh, There was another time that we see that the Holy Spirit came upon him and he was prophesying with with the prophets. But as you look at Saul at his life right now, uh, he's in rebellion against the Lord. Um, his heart wasn't right with the Lord. He opened himself up to this distressing spirit um, that came to him, and David would come and minister to him, of course, in that way. Now, today, um, when a believer is saved, they receive the Holy Spirit, right? And Aaron, I, I believe that um, that we can open ourselves up to the the you know um to the to the demonic world in the sense that a christian cannot be demon possessed um but the enemy will come against us he'll try to distress us he'll try to oppress us he'll try to you know he wars against us but uh, i believe that once a, a christian really comes to christ i believe in the security of a christian i believe uh that the holy spirit is there uh, we're sealed, as the New Testament says, with the Holy Spirit of promise. We're told that in Ephesians chapter 1. We're told that in Second Corinthians. Um, uh, twice we're told that, that we're sealed with the Spirit of promise. And that word seal is a very important word. Um, if you were to compare it to the opposite, uh, in the book of Revelation, it tells us that when Jesus comes back, in the second coming of Jesus Christ, that an angel comes and bounds up Satan and puts him into the abyss, and the abyss is sealed. It's the same word. He can't get out. He can't get out until the appointed time at the end of the millennium reign. But we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So I don't believe a Christian can be demon-possessed, but we don't want to open ourselves up and invite you know, um, the enemy, who's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, to, to come and to... Uh, begin to, because he'll do what he can to trick us, to deceive us, uh, to oppress us, um, to, you know, he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. That spiritual warfare that happens to us as believers, but we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of, of promise. Okay, thank you. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, Saul, when you when you read for Samuel, interesting individual, and that's why you get a lot of debate. Was Saul really, you know, saved? Was he not? Um, you know, the thing is, we know that his heart wasn't right. And and it seems like one of the questions, Aaron, that I get is, you know, why did it seem like God was so harsh on Saul, but not on David? David, who committed, you know, murder, who committed adultery, right? The kingdom wasn't taken away from him at that time. Um, and Saul, who was told to go in to, to annihilate the Amalekites. And Saul comes back with Agai and the best of the sacrifice. I mean, he did 90% of what he was told to do, you know. Um, he came back. He had victory. But here's the thing. He celebrated himself. He wasn't obedient to the Lord. And he says to Samuel, bless me before the people. He's saying, you know, why is this such a big deal? But God sees the heart, and when in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, that when uh, it was at Jesse's house when Samuel came uh, to anoint the new king, um, Eliab was first presented, and 
It was the Lord that said, you know, don't look at the outward appearance, but God sees the inward, sees the heart. And there was a man after God's own heart that was out with the sheep. And so that's really was the difference. And, you know, Saul never wrote a psalm to the Lord. You notice that? Right. But David did. So, you know, Saul didn't really have a heart for the Lord um, in the sense, you know, David was one that he truly repented. Uh, Saul was sorry, um, you know, uh, but he was like, bless me for the people. So he's an interesting individual um, that we look at and we can yeah. learn from. So hopefully that helps, Aaron. God yeah, bless no, you. that helps a lot. Thanks so much. Okay. Have a good right. weekend. Be careful out you there. You too. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Priscilla in Denver. Hi, Priscilla. Hi. How are you? I am good. How can we pray for you? Well, I just have multiple uh, family members that are just sick. My mom, two of my brothers. My husband, and um, I also have a 16-year-old that has been testing lots of waters here for a while now. And um, just wondering if we can get some prayers and just get some prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a lot going on. As Father, I do pray for Priscilla, for her family, a number of them sick, um, husband, others. Um, you know the sickness, you know what they're dealing with. We just pray for the physical infirmities, whatever they are, um, that you would just bring healing, that you would touch, and it can really begin to wear uh, mentally and spiritually when we're not feeling good or we're taking care of those who are sick. So I just pray for strength for Priscilla and also a 16-year-old that, um, as many do, testing the waters, And, Lord, I just pray that your hand would be upon um, this 16-year-old and drawing them to you and blessing and and just the reminder of of your goodness. And, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself and this family that you would just minister to and all their needs right now, um, they need you. Lord, they need your help. So bring healing and restoring and just blessing in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. God bless you. You bet, Priscilla. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I believe we got all open lines right now. And so love for you to call. And if you got a prayer request or a question, and and we'll go to the Word of God. We'll do all that we can to, to minister to you. And a lot of people are going through sickness right now. We we don't pray for you who are going through sickness, and um, and um, you know a lot of colds and and flus and uh, things like that. And uh, it's that time of year where we can become sick, and and uh, we just want to be able to pray for you as we can. So two open lines three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Rising Sun, Maryland, with Lisa. Lisa. Hi, Pastor. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. I have a question, um, uh-huh. basically regarding judgment. I, it's my understanding that if you're not a believer and you want to um, become a believer, you can simply pray a prayer and ask for God to 
uh, tell God that you believe in him and you want to be forgiven for your sins. My question is, is where does judgment come in? If you are sincerely a believer and you have committed your life to the Lord, what's the purpose of judgment? I, I don't understand because that scares me. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm thinking, if, isn't judgment where you, is that where the Lord decides whether you're going to heaven or hell, even though you are a believer and have asked for forgiveness? Right. So I think you're talking about a couple things. Number one is, as a believer, that we come in faith. It's by faith alone, grace alone, and what Jesus did. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. And uh, that's the truth of the, the uh, New Testament. That's the gospel message. That's what is explained to us so clearly uh, as we go through the New Testament, particularly the book of Romans and the book of Galatians, that the law won't save you. Um, But here's the thing. We also know, and I think this is maybe where you're making reference, that we are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and Romans chapter 14 that as believers that we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Is is that kind of what you're getting at? Scares me. Okay, it doesn't yeah. need it doesn't need to scare you. As a believer, you don't need to be scared. Um, okay. You can rejoice in your salvation. But Paul is he's talking about the resurrection. Is he he says to us that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The Greek word is the bema reward seat of Christ, and we're going to be judged. Listen, this is what's important. We're not going to be judged for our sin. Jesus took the judgment for you and for me on that cross. And I want you to always remember that, Lisa, that he took the judgment. He said, it is finished. It is finished. He did the work. He paid the price. So we're not being judged for our sins. We're not being judged for salvation, okay? What we're being judged for is our works, because the New Testament talks a lot about rewards that we're going to receive for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. So once we're established in, you know, the doctrine of justification, and that word is a legal term, that Paul, he explains that doctrine very clearly in Romans chapters 3, 4, and 5, that we're justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. When you go through those chapters, particularly in chapter 5, you can underline that word free, the free gift of salvation, free gift of justification that Jesus did. So he did the work for us, and we are saved. But with that said, then he goes into the doctrine of sanctification in chapter 6, 7, and 8. And the Bible tells us, and the New Testament tells us, that we're going to be rewarded for what we have done for Christ. And that's what the Bema reward seat of Christ is about. Um, the Corinthians reading that would know what Paul was talking about, because the Greeks, you know, the, um, the, they had the Isthmus games there in Corinth. And the winners of the events would stand on what was called the Bema reward seat. So it's receiving rewards for what we have done for Christ. First Corinthians chapter 3, you might want to look at that, says that our works are going to be tried by fire. And all the wood, hay, and stubble of our lives, which, you know, all of us have wood, hay, and stubble, uh, are going to burn up. But the things that we've done for Christ are likened to precious metals, to gold and silver and precious metals. Those are going to shine forth. And and Paul writes in chapter 3 that if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work 
will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he'll receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. What's the loss? It's the loss of rewards. So that's what's being explained. We don't have to be afraid. But I like what I I think it was Warren Worsby that said that heaven is not just a destination, but it's, it's a motivation. And Jesus spoke in the parable of the talents, the parable of the minas, of the things that have been given to us, the servants that received the talents and the mina. And it's a study for, you know, in detail for another time. But the things that have been entrusted to us, that as we invest in the kingdom, then then we're going to be rewarded for what we have done for Christ. That's what's going to last. And sometimes I, I've had a few times where I've had a, a Christian say, well, that's kind of selfish to be, you know, wanting rewards. Well, the New Testament says we should desire rewards. We should live for Christ. Be a good steward of what God has given to you to further the kingdom. And even Paul, he wrote to the Philippian believers, and he said he thanked them for the gift that they gave to him. They invested in Paul so he could do the the work of the ministry. And he said that, not that I seek the gift, but but the fruit that abounds to your account. Um, there's rewards to be given, and the rewards are according to where God has placed you, the gifts he's given to you, opportunities that are open to you. And sometimes we think the only ones that maybe are going to really receive gifts are those, you know, Billy Grahams and the Greg Glories and the Chuck Smiths and, and those who had huge ministries. They will be rewarded for what God has done in their lives. And, you know, Pastor Chuck and Billy Graham have gone home to be with the Lord. But there's, I think, going to be surprises when we get to heaven because he's going to reward the mom who was there doing loads and loads of laundry day after day, raising those kids in the way of the Lord. The dad who worked hard for his family and and said, I'm going to be the priest of my home. Jesus talked about giving a cup of water to a child will receive a great reward. Those things, those simple things that we've done living for Christ, serving others in the body of Christ, we're going to be rewarded for, and it's going to last for all eternity. So you don't have to be afraid. But, Lord, I desire to just serve you. I desire to please you with my life. And and that's one of the things, um, you know, Lisa, that the Lord's really put on my heart this year is to encourage people that we have a lot of, a lot of things in right now going on that uh, the trend is to have different coaches, life coaches, health coaches, you know, financial coaches. I'm not against that, okay? And they can show people practically, you know, things that will help them in those areas. But I'll tell you this, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And we were created by him and for him. And Revelation chapter 4 says that we were created for his good pleasures. And whenever that we say and make it our own and say, Lord, you created me and I was created for you to live for you and to for your good pleasures, that's when you're going to reach your full potential. 
that's when you're going to be successful in the best sense of the word. But if any of us as Christians are just living for ourselves or we're living after the world, we miss out. We may be saved. Paul talked about in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, carnal Christians. But the thing is, live for him and live for him and know that nothing that you do for Christ will you know, be unseen. Paul would say, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your work is not in vain, and you'll be rewarded for it. And here's the cool thing. He's the one that saves us. He's the one that fills us with his Holy Spirit. He's the one that calls us. He's the one that strengthens us, enables us. Really, he does all the work, and then he rewards us. <laughs> and and so live for Christ, and living for Christ because we were created for him, for his good pleasures, and, and we were created to be his workmanship. So you don't have to be afraid. Be thankful. Thank you so much. Your answer was very comforting, and I've been holding on to that question for a very long time. So well, I'm I glad can't you, uh, thank yeah. you enough. Thank you, Lisa, and call any time, any other questions. So, Thank you, uh, Pastor. Have a good evening. Okay, you too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Listen, one of the things I want to encourage you, and, it, and it's something I remind myself, live for the Lord. Anything short of that, you know, we, we all have cares of life, and but Jesus warned us about being weighed down with the cares of life. We all got jobs. We all got things we like to do and activities and things, but don't just live for yourself. Live for him. And as you live for him, that make him the priority in every area of your life, every day of your life, that that's when you're going to have real purpose and fulfillment and satisfaction. But anything short of that, you're going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. And I know that none of us do this perfectly, but it's a good reminder. Live for him. We are created for him and for his good pleasures. And he loves us so much. And he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or hope. And and know that he wants to use the weak and the foolish things of the world. That's my latest blog that I just wrote that um, that I'm coming out with. And it's going to be posted uh, on my website under the Fig Tree Media. Uh, but I want to encourage people you know, if you really want to experience that abundant life, live for him, all of us. And um, and it's just going to be a tremendous blessing and see what the Lord does in our lives. And that's where the true peace and fulfillment comes to us. So, hey, we're getting close to, to break. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And so love to be able to answer your questions questions, your prayers, um, that uh, requests that are coming. And somebody just prayed, uh, just uh, text and said, discouraged already. Uh, I want to answer this before we go to break, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. Uh, Because already behind in one year Bible reading, listen, um, that can happen. And usually what happens after about two weeks, three weeks, a month, after resolutions, we have good intentions. Maybe we don't follow up, but don't stop. Just pick it up where you are and um, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. I think it's great when people are able to keep that one-year calendar, but if it takes a year and a half, if it takes two years, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, but don't quit. Keep reading your Bible, you know, read it, um, and get into the routine of doing it where we read our Bibles every day. And if you miss a day or you miss a period of time, 
Don't just give up, but I want to encourage you, you keep reading your Bibles. And for all of us, sometimes this this time of the year, we can get very discouraged uh, because we think, oh, I had the resolutions, I had good intentions, whatever it may be, tomorrow's a new day. Um, don't just give up. His mercies are new every morning. His compassion fails not. So read your Bible. Say, hey, uh, maybe I failed today, but the Lord loves me, and He his love remains, and I'm going to keep reading my Bible, and, and I'm going to um, keep giving these things to the Lord. I'm going to be in church and in fellowship. And so that's what I want to encourage you in. Hey, after the break, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. We'll get to Todd and then Joshua. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm filling in for my good friend, Pastor Ed Taylor, today on this Thursday. I want to welcome all of you. I pray you're doing well again. I just want to um, just encourage you and um, just as we have this very cold weather coming in, be careful, be, take precautions. Uh, those of you in Colorado, it's a big ski weekend, I know, with a holiday as uh, our nation honors Dr. Uh, King. And uh, be careful, look at the advisories. And uh, we got this big uh, cold front coming in, this polar vortex. And uh, so, you know, watch out for... For those around you, your neighbors, family members, maybe some widows, um, and just be careful as you travel. Take extra precaution, and we'll get through it, uh, but it can be very hard. Be praying for those who are out in the weather. Um, those uh, We prayed at the beginning of the uh, program for those who perhaps uh, are homeless out on the street, that they'll find the, um, the shelter that they need and those working with them. Uh, we also want to pray for our first responders and uh, we just want to be taking care of each other, right, and be careful out there. So um, we'll get through this, and uh, this is uh, something that we just want to be aware of uh, that is before us. Also, um, just want to let you know that um, that we at Calvary Greeley are studying the book of Nehemiah, so we'll be here this Sunday. And if you can't make it, there's always, uh, because I know it's hard for the elderly to get out when it's 10 below zero and things like that, be sure to watch us uh, live stream. Uh, we have 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, or your church. I'm sure many churches have put that in. We, of course, want to be in fellowship as much as we can and be in person. But um, don't just, uh, if you can't make it out and it's too cold or your car doesn't start, uh, be sure to, to check in on those live streams and be in fellowship and uh, may not be in uh, person there physically with them, uh, but you can be with spirit and take in those lessons. So just a couple things to think about. We're going to go to the phone lines. I think we got all full lines. Let's start with Todd and Aurora. Hi, Todd. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good. How are um, you today? Oh, I'm simply marvelous. Good. Um, I just had a question that I was pondering about yesterday in the book of James, and he he talks about two different types of faith, 
And um, I was just wondering if I know that you don't have a lot of time, but if you can just explain that real quick. Well, James talks about faith, doesn't he? He talks about faith, and particularly in chapter 2 of James, he says that you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith by your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Now, James, people get confused. They they think that you know you have to work in order to be saved. James talks about that living faith, and, and um, you can put your faith in a lot of things. Um, but when we put our faith in Jesus Christ— then the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. Um, we are born again by the Spirit of God, and it's going to be evident. There should be some evidence of that is what James is saying. And that's why he says, I'll show you my faith by my works. Um, so it's a living faith that brings us life. It's not a dead faith. Um, it's not just religiousness, dead works, but it's a living faith that shows that truly a transformation we're born again, regeneration has happened, um, and that our faith is real. And that's the way I like to look at it. Um, and uh, we know that as we do come to faith, there's going to be conviction. There's going to be a growing process. It's going to be alive uh, because God's Word is alive, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So that's the living faith that I like to to, to think about. It's not a dead faith. It's it's a living faith that gives us a living hope. It's not a dead hope, um, as Peter writes, that because of his resurrection. So that's a simple explanation of that. Um, but a lot of people get confused, James, you know. Um, and I, I think James really compliments Paul, because sometimes people look at Paul and they say, well, Paul was just so focused on grace and he was. He's the apostle of grace. But really, they're saying the same things, just in a, approaching it at a different uh, way. That Paul would say, should we continue in sin, that grace abounds? He said, no, we, we are to live after the Spirit. We, we live in this newness of life. Um, Peter would write, he says, we've been brought out of the darkness into his marvelous light. He didn't bring us into his marvelous light so we can go back to the darkness and live it. Um, Paul would write, those who practice such sins, and they're listed in 1 Corinthians 6 and also in Galatians, the works of the flesh, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So our faith is a living faith uh, because we live, because we believe in a living Lord and we have a living hope that's in us. And um, and that's what James is, is complimenting in that as well. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Can we pray about that real quick for our listeners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Father, we do ask that you know that we would um, know that um, the Holy Spirit is in us, and we have a living faith, um, and it's faith in you, and uh, and as that faith is in us, uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, um, and as we do move forward in faith, that uh, it would be evident in our lives um, that we believe you, and of course, you know, we still battle with the flesh. Uh, but, Lord, it's a living faith that we are ones that belong to you, that we are um, ones that are born again by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks, amen. Todd. All right, Thank have you. a blessed weekend. Okay. Hey, you Three, too. Take care. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to... Fort Collins, Joshua. 
Joshua? Hey, yes, sir. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Yes, I got a prayer request for um, yeah. my roommate, Jennifer. Um, her stepdad's having um, surgery on his neck. Like about, he's about seven years old, so she's kind of worried about him. So I told her that I have some people pray for her, you know, pray for him and stuff, you know. And so I, since I was on, uh, on the station right now, I'm listening to Grace FM. So I was like, well, I'm going to call. So he's having surgery. He started having surgery at 11 o'clock this morning. And um, so that's all I'm yeah. requesting, though, pretty much. And for Jennifer, too, also for her and for spiritual warfare and, and okay. stuff she's going through also. Father, we do pray for Jennifer's dad as he's had surgery and um, it's serious. When Whenever it deals with the spinal cord, with the, the neck, and, and Lord, I do pray uh, that you would... Um, uh, this surgery, that uh, it would be successful. Um, and Lord, the rehab um, would um, be beneficial, but Lord, that your hand would be upon him. And I know that it brings stress to him, and um, and I think that it brings stress to um, the family. So I just pray for Jennifer as well, as she's worried about her dad, and Lord, just the spiritual attack she's going through. You know all the situation so we just lift up her and her father right now. We pray that you show yourself strong on their behalf, that the vertebra in the neck, that whatever they had to do, you know the details, um, that, Lord, that it would bring that healing. But, Lord, that you would touch. You're the ultimate healer. Um, and, Lord, that you would just work, and um, they would see you, um, that you're the one that brought healing and working, and that you would be glorified through this, and that you would bring peace to them peace to their hearts and be with Jennifer and just uh, just help her and protect her as you bring comfort to her from the discouragement of the enemy who desires to bring us down. And um, so, Lord, I just lift up this family to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I just want to say one more thing. I just want to thank you guys. I've been listening to you guys since 2017 and all the prayer requests and all the other brothers and sisters are going through a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm just, you guys are really encouraging stuff, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Joshua. Hey, you call anytime. Follow up. Let us know how everything went, okay? I will, for sure. All right, Joshua. Be careful out there, okay? Thank you. You too. You, you bet. All right. Got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, and text line 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to go to Longmont, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well today. Thank you. Good. Um, good. Um, super appreciate all you pastors and all that you do. I love you guys. So thank you. Thank you very it. much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, so I have a question. Could you could you explain Matthew seven? Um, verse 21 through 23 for me. Sure. And I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners. Um, As Jesus is concluding the Sermon on the Mount, he says something very interesting that uh, can really um, confuse people, uh, bring concern to them. But he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. 
So a lot of people are confused about that, those who say, Lord, Lord, but there's going to be a day when um, the Lord's going to say, I, I do not know you. So, Mike, is there a particular, um, what you're looking for, explanation in this? I kind of think I know what it is, but I was uh, I just want to be able to answer your question specifically. Yeah, I, I, I've... Who's I've, it talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, is it talking about believers? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of confused. Well, that's where the confusion comes in, and that's why I was kind of trying to draw it out. Because people say, is it believers? The Lord is not going to say to any believer who has come to faith in Jesus, get away from me. Um, the key here is that, as he says, um, will say to me in that day, um, that didn't we do all these wonderful works in your name? And I will declare to them, here's the key. I never knew you. I never knew you. There wasn't a personal relationship. So these are not believers. Um, People can do works. We're not saved by our works. And you can do ministry and things in the name of the Lord, um, but are you a believer in the Lord? There's no personal relationship here. And and this is where the confusion comes in, uh, because Jesus would say that there's going to be false prophets and teachers. Um, It's always been false prophets prophets and teachers throughout church history, but particularly in the last days, there's going to be false prophets and teachers. Jesus even warned that in the last days, there's going to be those that are going to be out in the wilderness saying, I'm the Christ, or there's the Christ, trying to point to Christ. There's the terminology people will use in Jesus' name and in doing these works, but um, they're practicing lawlessness. And remember this, that Satan can even do um, miracles, Jesus warned that in the last days, there's spiritual signs that we know in the last days that are going to be false prophets that will work many signs and wonders. So our salvation isn't based on if somebody says, I'm a Christian in Jesus' name. Um, Is there a true relationship with him? Um, It isn't by works. It isn't by miracles. It's by a personal relationship with him, the one who has come and called out on the name of the Lord and ask the Lord to sit upon the throne of their heart. So these obviously are unbelievers where the Lord said, depart from me. Um, There's, you know, you've heard maybe the term, there are believers and there are unbelievers, and then there's make-believers. And um, only the believers are going to go to heaven. And uh, But there are those who are false. They use the terminology, but there's no true relationship with the Lord. Okay. Oh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. So you say, whoosh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody just spoke it to me, and, you know, and I, I'm just, I either took it the wrong way or, you know, well, and I've always kind of questioned that that piece of Scripture, and it's just, and you know. And here's, here's the thing, Mike. I want you to be secure in your salvation. You're a believer in Jesus Christ, right? Yes. You've asked them into your heart and for forgiveness. Yes, yes, I have. Then you're a believer. And and don't let anybody question you or, you know, the enemy will come along and accuse you, um, you know, confuse you, all this stuff. Are you really a believer? You know, you're a believer. Be secure in that and be thankful for that. 
And again, we're not saved by the works. They did mighty works, um, but yet they didn't have that personal relationship with him. And, you know, it's my desire for people to really be secure in their salvation. You're a child of God. And um, and so just walk with him and enjoy him and know that Romans chapter 8 says that you have the spirit of adoption, not of fear, that you can cry out, Abba, Father. So you keep crying out to your Abba, Father, and going to him, okay? Oh, I will. Okay. Yeah, you, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. You bet, Mike. God bless you. Be careful out there God this bl- weekend. I will. God bless you, too, and you be safe, please. Uh-huh. Sure will. 303-690-3000. Good question. A lot of people get confused and kind of, you know, get this verse thrown at them and, and um, get concerned about it. Hey, you're a believer in Jesus. You've asked him into your heart as Lord and Savior. Um, be secure in your salvation. You've been born again, and and but yet the enemy will come along and say, hmm, are you really saved? And Others as well. Be secure in the promise of the Lord as you called out on the Lord. So let's go to Isaac and Greeley. Hey, Isaac. Hi, Pastor. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I just got off of work, and I had a question about what I was reading this morning. Okay, yeah, fire away. Um, I've been reading. I've been reading in my devotional. Um, um, I'm in Genesis right now. Um, Good. And they're talking and and um. Well, my question is because I'm not quite sure, and it talks about Jacob, Isaac, Esau, and, and but it talks about I don't remember because I don't have my Bible yeah, right in front of me ahead. right now. I'll um, help you. But it, but it uh, talks about one of them having multiple wives, um, and I wasn't quite sure did did, did God approve of that back then or did did uh, yeah kind of confused about that. Yeah, um, and I and Isaac, you you you're asking good questions. Go ahead and follow up. Um, and were they under Muslim law back then? No, the, no, they oh, okay. weren't. What it was is, as you're reading and as you're you're getting to read the scriptures and going through Genesis, it will tell, you know, of of those who Jacob had multiple wives. Um, you know, David had multiple wives. Solomon. He had 300 wives and 700 concubines. It was not God's intention. You might remember, Isaac, as you read in Genesis chapter 2, that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That's back in the garden, the first marriage brought together. That's the definition of marriage. So it was always God's intention that a man have one wife. But what happened in the culture is they would have multiple wives. So the Bible's just recording what it is that they, you know, what was taking place. Um, and so you'll read about that when it comes to multiple wives, when it comes to slavery. A lot of people say that, you know, God, um, did he, uh, con- you know, promote slavery, initiate slavery? No, it was something that was going on in the culture that day. Slavery was taking place before the law, um, and multiple wives were taking place um, as they were told, even as the king was told in the book of Deuteronomy, don't multiply wives. Don't do that. Don't multiply gold and horses. And here's Solomon. He has 700, you know, or 300 wives, 700 concubines. So his God intention was for them to have one wife. But what happened was 
is that in the culture um in the the they would take multiple wives is what happened so there's a record of that even as in slavery that was initiated before the law um and so the bible comes along and regulates what was going on to give slavery you know some freedom and rights um and so you know you can get into that discussion but isaac as you read the bible and it's new to you there's a record of what was taking place but it wasn't god's intention that they would multiply wives as a matter of fact solomon who had the wisdom of god when you see all these wives that he had um it really brought problems it brought problems as he would marry wives that were idol worshipers and then he began to worship idols and it brought idol worship into the nation and so it's a record of those things. So you're you're looking at that. It wasn't a Muslim thing. Um, Islam, Muslims um, uh, didn't come till after Christianity officially. Um, but there were the you know the beliefs of the Canaanites. You'll read about the Canaanites uh, and that worshipped foreign gods and took multiple wives and you know did all these things. That God comes along and says, "No, I don't want you to do it." Okay. okay, I'm understanding now. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for clearing that so, up. I'm reading more and more, and it's just getting, I want to know more about it. You know, Isaac, and I want to encourage you, you keep reading, keep asking, ask the questions. You know, we're here to answer those questions. And, and you know, it'll start making sense as the more you read. But Genesis, you know, and when you get into, you know, the Old Testament, some of the stories and things, you're thinking, what is going on here? But it'll start making sense more sense to you as you read and you're growing. And I'm so thrilled that you're reading Genesis and you're asking these questions. So always, always call us or, you know, we're here at the church, uh, ask yes, those sir. questions and we'll do the best that we can, but I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, pastor. I'll see you Sunday. All right, Isaac blessings. Be careful out there. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Boy, it's getting late. The hour goes by quick. Let's let's get Betty Jane. Betty Jane? Hi, good evening. How yes, are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? Good. How's your new year going? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm recuperating from surgery. Oh, and that's God right. Is, God is blessing me with that. Um but at the same time, I'm waiting to start a job as uh, in a in a special department at the VA, an wow. hour from my home. And yeah. uh, we've been praying the for process, that. Yeah, the process is a little daunting because it just is very step by step. Um, it involves the government, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little daunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how so, how the uh, surge how surgery go? Did you, it, did, you it went very well, and um, I'm really blessed with uh, the, a very positive outcome. I, I don't have I don't have any kind of um, you know chronic disease or no okay. cancer or anything like that. Everything everything is good, so that's really great. And um, so God is good that way, you know. He uh, and He's good. Uh, he's good many ways, but. Um, you know, I just, I just really need prayer to stay sustained in, yeah. in my 
in my belief that he will put this together for me. He he did this. I didn't do it. It had nothing yeah. to do with me. <laughs> yeah. I can and testify it, to that. Yeah. And it's a day by day and it's hard to wait. Uh, he opens doors that no man can shut, and he shuts doors that no man can open. And and um, you're in his hand. And, you know, it's hard to wait on the Lord uh, when we're waiting for for a process or for him to work. Or um, And, you know, he promises that he'll be good to those who wait on him. He promises that he will strengthen those who wait on him. He promises that he will speak to those who wait on him. You know, we get that from Isaiah. We get it from the, the book of Lamentations. I was reading Lamentations that his mercies are new every morning. His, his, you know, compassion fails not. And and those who wait on him, he will be good to. And he's going to be good to you, Betty Jane. And it's hard to wait on him. You know, for me it is. I'm an impatient person, naturally. Uh, but during this time, he's going to just speak to your heart, and he's just going to continue to show his goodness to you. And and um, so, Father, I pray for my sister. Um, she's been an encouragement to me. And, Lord, I just thank you that her surgery went well, and she's recuperating. But she, we've been praying for this job uh, at the VA. And, you know, when we have government process, it can be extra long or frustrating. But I just pray in this time she's waiting that, Everything would work out. I know her desire is to minister to to those veterans um, that have served our nation and those who um, are not doing well. And I thank you for her heart to minister to those who are at the end of life or wherever they place her. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would just um, just be with her. Give her peace. Give her peace that passes understanding. And, Lord, knowing that that you see and you know, and your timing's perfect. And so, Lord, I just lift her up to you, and I pray that you would bless her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, okay. thank you okay. so much. You bet, Betty Jane. Let me know when you hear. Okay, I will. Okay. I will. Thanks bless so you. much. You bet. God bless you. Okay, you know, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, it's hard to wait on the Lord sometimes, and... But, you know, in our spiritual lives, we need to learn to wait on the Lord. I, I'm an impatient person. I don't like to wait all the time. Um, but the Bible promises that Isaiah chapter 30, as we go to him, and, and quietness will be our strength. And as we wait on him, he, he promises that he'll be good to those who wait and that we will hear him, um, that he'll be that voice behind us saying, this is the way walk in it. I know that the Bible says in Isaiah, later in Isaiah, that as we go to him and wait on him, he'll renew our strength and he'll strengthen us. And that he'll be also bless those who wait on him. Uh, David had to wait. He talks about waiting on the Lord. And uh, I love those Psalms that David writes uh, as he was waiting concerning his family, what was going to take place. He says, my soul waits silently for God alone and my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in him, in God. So wait on the Lord. He's faithful. He's working. He, he hasn't abandoned you. His timing is perfect. I do want to just pray for Ricky in Georgia who wanted prayer for just his 
situation concerning his family as we end the show. Lord, wasn't able to get on the air, but um, I just pray for him and I just pray for all those things that um, that he's facing and, and difficulty and just be with him. Lord, I also want to just continue to pray for, um, again, all of us as we enter into a weekend of dangerous cold weather, uh, that you would protect us, bless all those, protect those who will be heading up to the mountains here for a weekend, a holiday weekend, keep them safe. Uh, Lord, that uh, you would just be with our first responders. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would uh, keep us all um, under the shadow of your wings this weekend. And so, Lord, we thank you. And Lord, help us as we find ourselves in the middle of January. It can be a discouraging time. Just um, it, it can be um, because Christmas is over and the bills are coming in and decorations are put away and stuff, but to know that, Lord, that you desire to just continue to work in our lives, to bless us, to to show us the things you want to, and, Lord, help us keep our focus on you and uh, be in the Word and to move forward day by day in your goodness and grace. I pray for those who are sick. Uh, Lord, a lot of people sick with colds and flus. Uh, Bring healing, uh, minister to them, strengthen them, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So good to be with you. Glad I was able to fill in with you. Be back next week with you. Have a good weekend and uh, stay close to the Lord. Uh, He loves you and be in his word and uh, be careful out there as you're traveling and as you're warm. And it's in Jesus name that we pray these things. Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.